KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Do you know what Spanglish is? Uh, yes, it's when to when a person um, speaks both languages. Uh, ¿Qué piensan de, del Spanglish? Spanglish? Well, I talk, siempre lo hablo. You, like, walk down the street and everybody's speaking Spanglish. You're like, oh, do they speak English or Spanish? Which one is it? You don't really know. Uh, yeah, it's pretty common. We live right, uh, we're right here by the border. But I don't really like to speak Spanglish because I'm trying to just speak it fluently in English and Spanish. No, it's cool. It's fine. Fine by me. I don't have a problem with it. But I think it's cool. I think it's cool that people keep their own culture and just kind of mix everything. In border towns, Spanglish is everywhere. Blending Spanish with English helps the two countries communicate. It's a natural and necessary byproduct of the border. Of course, some people turn up their nose at Spanglish. They think it's sloppy, a second-class pseudo-language. But then there are the Spanglish-obsessed. Francisco M. is one of those. The musician and composer loves the way Spanglish sounds. He even loves the way it looks when written out. But it wasn't love at first sight for Francisco. In the past few years, he went from hater to appreciator. And now, he's built an entire art exhibition around the concept of Spanglish. What this piece is doing is reading all the words in Spanglish on Twitter in real time. In a way, we are actually visualizing how popular Spanglish is. You know, so I mean, if you if you are in front of the piece, you see that every minute there might be like maybe 20 tweets in Spanish. I'm Alan Liliental, and you're listening to Only Here, a KPBS podcast about the place where San Diego and Tijuana meet. Today, a story about a language built by the border. Only here can you find a musician and composer who's fallen in love with Spanglish. More after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Francisco is a sound guy. When he visits new places, he's doing more listening than looking. Like when he first moved to San Diego from Mexico City four years ago, one of his first stops was Balboa Park. He was immediately smitten with the soundscape of the park. He loved all the different music being played by street performers, all the different languages being spoken by the tourists. I mean, I was amazed because it's not only Spanish and English. There's so many languages in Balboa Park. I think it's one of the most uh, touristic places of San Diego. You know, everything happens in Balboa Park. People from all over the world all cultures collide, blend in this, in, this, in this park. The next time he went to the park, he took his recording equipment.
that manipulated recording sat on Francisco's computer alongside hundreds of other audio recordings like it. As Francisco settled into his new life in the border region, he eventually found its purpose. I've been doing that for years, just recording everywhere where I go, something that sounds interesting to me. Um, and it took me like a couple of years to actually produce something with those audios, you know, after I decided what to do. I think a lot of the people who work in the border, at some point of their careers, have to talk about the border. So I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew that if I was going to move here or if I was going to come here more often, I wanted to do something about the border. Because, you know, the border from people who are not from here is just amazing. You know, it's super interesting. It's a, it's a shock. Francisco knew he wanted to make art about the border. And eventually, he narrowed his focus to Spanglish, a language created by the border. He ended up building an entire solo show based on the concept. But it actually took a while for Francisco to come around to the idea of Spanglish. The unofficial language was first put on his radar when his daughter started speaking it. His daughter was born in Mexico City, but moved to New York when she was young, and then back to Mexico City before the family came to San Diego. When she came back to Mexico, she was speaking Spanglish. And actually, I had a little bit of trouble finding her school because people would say, hey, she needs a little bit more Spanish to be in a public school, so we find her as a school that with less students so she could get more attention. And that was my first approach to Spanish. So I lived Spanish through her at first. He says hearing his daughter speak the jumble of the two languages made him feel uncomfortable. And in the beginning, he didn't really like it. He wanted her to either be perfect at both or just speak one or the other. Let's take a quick step back for a minute to acknowledge the fact that just about everyone has a little bit of a language snob inside of them. Whether it's a word you can't stand to hear people mispronounce or absolutely hating it when people don't use words the right way. There's typically some sort of linguistic thing that you can't or won't budge on. Anyway, that's how Francisco felt about Spanglish at first. But then he moved to San Diego and he completely reversed course. Here, he found himself immersed in the language, and he started to get really into it. I mean, San Diego is full of Spanglish. Uh, if you take the, the trolley, you know, the, the, they give the message in English and in Spanish, and uh, uh, all the street names, the name of the city itself, name of the beaches, are in Spanish, but people pronounce them in English. You know, so that's also Spanglish. That's also Spanglish, like pronouncing a word with, a, with an opposite accent. Nowadays, Francisco sometimes finds himself in the role of Spanglish defender. He says he gets in linguistic debates about the fluidity of language and the value of an informal language like Spanglish. So what I say is that, wow, Spanglish is super interesting, is complex, and it's very efficient. So... Um, it takes a while to get used to it because, yeah, sometimes is um, using English while you're speaking Spanish in other parts of Mexico. It's more related to um, maybe status, you know, like, okay, I'm going to speak in English because I have different status or I don't know. 
It's just an idea, but people don't like it. And, and I was like that. I mean, I remember friends in a conversation that suddenly say something in English, and I was like, why? You know? But when you come here to the border, and everybody is talking like that in Tijuana, in every bar, in the store, you know, in the street, it's like, okay, I get it. You know? and, and, uh, and when you live here, after a while, you realize that saying some words in English, it's faster, easier than saying the same word in Spanish. You know, we, we, we can't be purists and just expect to use language and follow the rules that were established 200 years ago. You know, language, and what I'm trying to say also with these works is that language is alive. And it's as alive as a culture is alive. And if the culture is transforming, we have to expect the language to transform as well. Because language is a key element in a culture. And in a culture like this, like the border culture, what, what, what do we expect, right? If we are blending food, if we're blending countries, if we are, you know, language is gonna have the same effect too. And if we are opening our minds to new gender possibilities, language is gonna go that way. If we are going to open our minds to new technologies, language is gonna evolve too, you know? So we just have to go with it. It's time for a break, but when we come back, KPBS podcast producer Kinsey Moreland meets up with Francisco to tour his Spanglish show. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Artist and musician Francisco M. built an entire exhibition based on the concept of Spanglish. Here's KPBS producer Kinsey Moreland at that show. Welcome. I was just shooting some videos and some photographs. Francisco M.A. made interactive installations, sound pieces, prints, videos, and photography, all based on Spanglish. He showed that body of work in an exhibition at the San Diego Art Institute last year. That's a contemporary art museum tucked in a basement in Balboa Park. Sound is what the composer and musician is most comfortable in. It's his medium of choice. But this exhibition pushed him to put his ideas into visual form. First, Francisco walked over to a wall in the center of the museum. He showed me a series of graphic prints he made. The prints visualize Spanglish in interesting ways. These are three posters um, that somehow synthesize how Spanglish works. So these posters, you can learn a little bit of Spanglish, or you can teach a little bit of Spanglish. Um, so there's, Spanglish has several ways of working, and these are just a few. If we start with this green poster, 
it is um, called hybrids. And Spanglish works like that in, in, in the border. You have one word in English, like, like rice. You, can, you have one word in Spanish, aventón. And then you have one word which is a hybrid, which is in the middle. It's not Spanish, it's not English, it's raite. You know, if you say, hey, me das un raite en Tijuana, people are going to understand. They're going to say, yeah, I can yeah, you yeah, ride. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can drop you off there or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, if you say party, it's not the same as party or fiesta. You know, vamos a party. And everybody is going to understand what you're saying. And not only Tijuana, but all around San Diego, LA. Then Francisco pointed at another one of the posters. It's a colorful mixture of English sentences and Spanish sentences crashing into each other. This is what uh, people call code switching. And code switching is the moment in your brain when you switch from one language to the other. Um, so if you read all the words in English, in black, sorry, you're going to read in Spanglish. I went to the tienda to buy platanos, but ya no quedaban. That's pretty common. You know, people use a few words in English, a few words in Spanish, depending on how comfortable it is for them to pronounce platanos instead of bananas or sold out instead of ya no quedaban, you know. You can also read the words in white. Fui a la store a comprar some bananas, but they were all sold out. And you can read the original language in the first half of the poster. I went to the store to buy some bananas, but they were all sold out. Or in Spanish, fui a la tienda a comprar plátanos, pero ya no quedaban. And this is very interesting because uh, this is a full uh, uh, domination of both languages. You know, to speak like this, to talk like this, you have to think in both languages. Next, Francisco walked over to a giant projected image of a photo of last year's Women's March in downtown San Diego. The photo was incomplete. Some of it was missing. But every few seconds, a tweet containing a Spanglish word popped up at the top of the screen. And each time that happened, a pixel of the photo was filled in. Francisco says it only takes about 24 hours for the giant photo and all of its thousands of pixels to be filled in. What this piece is doing is reading all the words in Spanglish on Twitter in real time. And when the program finds one of these words, it shows it right there. Hacker, stalker, you know, that's one of the verbs that we saw there. And it transforms, this was an empty square, and it's slowly adding these people protesting. And we can interact with this, so let's go to Twitter and do it. So I'm just going to write a post on Twitter that uses one of the words in Spanglish. And we're going to see my post right there. And it's going to add one of these pixels. Uh, There it is. It was very brief. You saw it? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so... In a way, we are actually visualizing how popular Spanglish is. You know, so, I mean, if you, Next, Francisco showed me a tower of books stacked on top of one another. 
Six speakers were hidden inside the tower. And playing from the speakers were voices in both English and Spanish, reading excerpts from the books in the pile. If a pair of feet dragged through grass, weeds, and leaves could indeed be called a road. Most of the books are in Spanish and English, so uh, it's kind of uh, going against the myth of the Babel Tower, in which supposedly all languages come from. You know, but there was a single language and then people started to speak different things and nobody could understand each other, so we ended up with French, English, Latin, Spanish, right? Well, in this tower, everybody understands what's going on. So everybody understands English, everybody understands Spanish, and they are blending together to create a single um, towers of, of language, a, a unity of language. Next, we headed toward a pair of headphones and a digital recorder hanging on the wall. So people just come, put the headphones on, and listen to these five audio recordings. They are pretty, pretty brief, maybe one minute, 30 seconds each. Um, and you just listen to what it is like to cross the border. You know, in that particular moment when you are entering USA from Mexico, bringing the attention to to also uh, uh, the the questions that you are asked you are being asked when you cross the border and how these um, officials talk to you you know they they speak Spanish and they speak English too and they switch from Spanish to English in a second so it's a I don't know it's just, just another part of the culture and I think from the people who don't cross the border this could be a way of experiencing, you know, that precise moment when you are being questioned. Are you bringing it? You said you're not bringing anything from Mexico? We are not from Mexico, but we have... What you're hearing right now, by the way, is one of Francisco's recordings people heard when they put on the headphones that were hanging on the gallery wall. All right, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. But let's remember that there's a lot of people who live here in San Diego and never go to Mexico. No, so maybe, I don't know. I thought that this is a piece that um, somehow explains the complexities of crossing from one system to the other, you know, from one government to the other, from one culture to the other. Hi. Where are you going? My house, San Diego. Pablo. I am. Um, no, I didn't. I thought, I thought ready lane was till 10 p.m. What? I thought the ready lane was only till 10 p.m. For who? 10 p.m. I thought it closed, the ready lane. And the last piece in the collection was a sculpture made up of a pile of giant illuminated letters kind of like the letters of a sign you might see mounted over a storefront. Francisco says he found the letters in a dumpster in San Isidro. So the idea is that the word that once was formed completely disappears. And this is a way of um, bringing attention to the dangers of uh, 
languages that disappear or cultures that are being pushed away by the officiality of, I don't know, the academy, the system, you know. So Spanglish is, is, is part of, a, of, of, of that. The language, and the, not, not only the language, but the culture in the border is being pushed, you know, by the American culture, but also by the Mexican culture, you know. So it's been pushed from the center of the country, it's pushed to the north of the country in Mexico. From the center of the country, it's pushed to the south of the country in the USA, right? From the arts, from the academy, you know, it's like, no, you don't speak Spanish, you don't speak Spanish, you speak English. This is a way of representing that. The recording you're hearing now is another one of the audio pieces Francisco made for his show. And listening to it, you can tell how much he likes the sound of Spanglish. He says the blend of the two languages is a beautiful and inevitable expression of border culture. A quick update on Francisco. I checked in with him recently since we produced this episode months ago, and he does have some exciting news. After months volunteering for a nonprofit in San Isidro that runs an art gallery just a walk away from the border fence, Francisco is now officially the director of it. The gallery is called The Front, so keep your eyes on that gallery because I have a feeling he'll ensure that it's packed with really interesting exhibitions and events. You can find and follow The Front Gallery on Facebook. Next time on the podcast, a developer who's working to build a cross-border district. Bringing the cultures together and, 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 and just creating this new type of third world, third space, it, it just makes it something that, that you have to live to understand. So it's uh, the food, the art, the music. We check out the developer's latest project, a building that includes a bar that wants to serve cocktails and beer to both sides of the border. And we talk about the challenges that come with trying to build projects for a binational crowd. Only Here is a KPBS podcast hosted by me, Alan Lilienthal. It's written and produced by Kinsey Moreland. Emily Jankowski is the technical producer. Lisa Morissette is operations manager, and John Decker is the director of programming. KPBS podcasts are made possible by all of you. We know there are thousands of you listening, so if each one of you just donated a few bucks, it'd have a big impact. Go to kpbs.org right now and click on the blue Give Now button to show your support. Thank you. KPBS On Demand is supported by 
Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.